to switch onto Giannis and he put his shoulder, you know, through my chest and I couldn't breathe for the next five minutes. So <laughs> that was probably the, my welcome to the NBA moment and that's when I realised it was really happening. That's what Ali, Ali did to me on our first pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> NBA Australia, how are you going? Hang on, it is NBA Australia, and today is Tuesday, March 1st, pinching a punch for the first day of the month. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes, for whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Lariama Studios. Very hot and humid, but hey, at least we're not 10 foot underwater. What's going on? How are you, Queensland? You all right? You hanging in there? Fingers crossed you're all right. Uh, either way, we're here to uh, keep you up to date on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while ripping Strayer a bit. That's what we do. Got a bit of news on that, I guess. And uh, what else? I don't know. Jama Rant is an absolute fucking savage. What a game today. We had some awesome games today. We're going to wrap them up in the NBA Australia game wraps. We've got a juicy slab of that's not an IFL made. No mood. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yan Ars. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back take house. We're serving up. Our flame grill take. There's a uh, pretty brief Australian player watch. Tell you what, Paddy Mills is in uh, Struggle Town. I don't know if that's like a little carved out bit of Brooklyn, but jeez. Uh, we've got a Shane Hill shooter, shoot, shoot your shot, line him up award, and uh, the game previews and picks for tomorrow. And as promised yesterday, finally a deli review. That'd be good. Can't wait. Right, let's bloody well get to it. <laughs> Episode 764 of NBA Australia. Let's go. Nick K, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Ah, you better. You better watch out for the attack of Jar Moran's balls in your face if you're teenage mutant yuck and purtle. Holy moly. That was a dunk. Jesus. That man got straight killed. So he got straight killed! Uh, anyway, today, what? We've had a pretty fun, pretty chill NBA day. I absolutely love a chill NBA day. All the games are done early. Here I am just hanging out. And uh, I'll tell you what, we got some massive, massive highlights. So we're going to go through it all. We're going to start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia, though, with the daily whip around. And there's some weird news with the Nets and uh, Kyrie and Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, not exactly known for his uh, eloquence, is Eric Adams. Does... Uh, Bit of a word salad sometimes. Uh, you know, it's like, I didn't make the rules that it's just a bit fucked. Ah, I want Kyrie back. It's like, you are the mayor. <laughs> like, the rules were brought in by the previous mayor. I think we can fix this. But either way, it is all a bit tricky about Kyrie and playing at home, etc. Uh, and Eric Adams did come out and say, look, I don't want to make, you know, an exception just for Kyrie because that would send the wrong message. And yeah, it would. Everyone, though, is kind of just like, all right, can we just get some fucking clarification on, like, March 7, though? What happens there if you're working for a big corporation like the Nets, uh, a big employer? Uh, so can he come into work if he's unvaccinated? And no one seems to really know. 
So that's a bit still up in the air. Uh, speaking of the Nets, Kevin Durant is not going to be playing. Well, didn't play today, obviously. He's not going to play tomorrow, but could be back later this week for the Nets, uh, which is kind of neat, isn't it? I guess. Because uh, they desperately, <laughs> desperately need him. It's not a great sign when your team's just getting absolutely thumped by the Raps. You're going to play them again tomorrow. Kyrie, because he's an unvaccinated fuckwit, is like, oh, my man, I don't want the vaccine, amen. Oh, it's a bit fucky weird and shit. Oh. And that means he can't play in Toronto, obviously. So uh, they've got games against Miami and Boston coming up. So KD will probably be back for one of those. Pretty nice. Uh, but sticking with the net, Steve Nash goes into the COVID protocol. So that's not ideal. And Ben Simmons still not cleared for practice yet, a.k.a. we're not letting him see the court until we've played Philly. Yeah, can't wait for uh, their game against, what, uh, they play Philly on March 11. They then play the Knicks in New York. Yeah, he's not going to play that. He's going to play Orlando, isn't he? March 16, Wednesday, March 16, 10 a.m., book it in. (laughs) Ah, Simo. Oh, my back's a bit sore, man. But it does seem a bit legit because he was asked by the Nets photographers to, uh, you know, could they get a photo of him doing a dunk? He's like, nah, man, my back's fucked. All right. Speaking of backs, Michael Porter Jr. and Jam and Jamal Murray. So in addition to the sort of reports we were talking about yesterday about our MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. is uh, basically cleared for on-court contact practicing within the next week, etc. So he'll be back in March. Now there's a strong sense, apparently, according to uh, Sam Amick of The Athletic, that Denver uh, are basically like, yeah, we're going to get Jam and Jamal Murray back for the playoffs as well. So... I'm just saying, if you wanted to have a look at some Denver Nuggets uh, <laughs> odds of getting out of the West, might be worth doing it now. What do you reckon? Because <laughs> if they come back and they're actually at full strength, so the Nugs currently to win the title are at a pretty tasty, not as tasty as you might think, 23-1. to 1. For comparison's sake, the Bulls are 26-1, the Grizzlies and the Mavs are 34 and 36 to 1. And uh, yeah, I'm just saying, just keep an eye out for Denver. I mentioned it yesterday, went into it at length. Oh, yeah. Other news DeAndre Jordan, we're swapping DJs. We're swapping DJs like we're a club rat at Q in the late 2000s. <laughs> oh, geez. It's a pretty specific reference, Jimmy. Uh, DeAndre Jordan out for DJ. So DJ, DeAndre Jordan out for DJ Augustine. That's right, the Lakers. They stink. The Lakers stink! Uh, but they're waving DeAndre Jordan. They're going to f- uh, sign DJ Augustine, basically, because they're like, look, we've already got one fucking off-his-chop veteran. Uh, we've got too many of them. We need to get rid of one of them. DJ, it's you on your bike. And DeAndre Jordan's like, oh, fuck me? Ah, oh, damn it! I thought you needed me. I thought you liked me. And everyone's like, DeAndre, you've not been good for four years. Fuck off. Anyway, uh, so DJ Augustine comes in... Uh, you know, bloke probably most famous for beating the Toronto Raptors by himself, essentially, in the first game of, what, the Magic and the Raptors' uh, 2019 first-round playoffs. Uh, but that's pretty smart. I mean, backing up uh, Russell Westbrook with a dude who can, uh, I don't know, do a little bit. That's fine. Uh, they're also going to sign Wendon Gabriel to a uh, two-way contract, which is pretty gnarly. I mean, Wendon's played for, what, the Nets, the Clips, and the Pals this season. He's a kind of big-body dude, 6'9". Off he goes. I guess the uh, the season starts now <laughs> for the Lakers. And the other sort of big part of that is that Philly, uh, 
very, very, very loudly announcing to everybody in the NBA that they are going after DeAndre Jordan. Uh, thus, once again, proving that apparently NBA GMs just don't fucking watch basketball. I mean, the Nets would have never have signed DeAndre Jordan had they have actually paid attention. Uh, just look at the Knicks with Evan Fournier and Kemba. I mean, what are we doing here? But either way, look, it's vaguely smart if only because it keeps somebody else from using DJ's six fouls against Embiid in the playoffs or something. Uh, but, I mean, this is also just what the Sixers do now, right? Each year they just sign a backup center from the Lakers. It was Dwight, then it was Andre Drummond, now it's DeAndre Jordan. So, nice. All right, let's get into the game wraps. Let's fly through today's show. Fuck yeah, I'm feeling good. Let's go! Game wraps, 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 game wraps. Game wraps today, Minnesota played an absolute belter against Cleveland. Cleveland! And uh, they're up 20. This game was fucking insane. Just BT dubs. This game was nuts. Like, Cavs, no ball handlers, no Rondo. Obviously, no sex man, no Garland, nobody. They're relying on Brandon Goodwin. They're up 14 in the first quarter out of nowhere. Minnesota, though, come back. They're riding Ant-Man, touring the Red Bull Prince and Jaden McDaniels. Had the lead back in the second quarter. It was like a 38-24 second quarter. Uh, And Minnesota were kind of like, oh, yeah, sweet. Cleveland don't have anyone who can handle the ball. We should be okay here. Like, Kevin Love was being a bit frisky. Jared Allen and Mobley were doing good stuff. Okoro's always a problem, but they went ham from there. D-Lou! D-Lo! D-Lo! And Pat Bev dropped the hammer in the third quarter. I think they opened on a 26-7 run. So they're up like 23 points uh, with only two and a half minutes left in the third. And then, boom! The Cavs just don't fucking quit. Like, Kevin Love had 11 points in that third quarter to keep it from getting too bad. They're only down 13 after all of that. And it's like, holy shit, that run just came out of nowhere. And they got it all the way in the fourth quarter. They just, just stymied. Like, this is why you can never... What do I say here all the time? You can't fucking trust the Timberwolves. You just can't. You just can't. This was tied with 33 seconds left. They're up 23. And then suddenly they turn around, it's tied. They just had a massive drought. Uh, Chetty the Jedi, Chedi the Jedi, Osman, hits a massive three, 33 seconds left. It's all tied up, 122. Uh, And then we get down to 13 seconds left. Carl Anthony Towns, on the same court where he won the three-point comp, he was 0 of 3. Before this, boom. Smashes a massive three. Uh, and then their defense, actually, like the Wolves, to prevent the game-tying three from a Jedi, the Jedi, was pretty good. But at the same time, they were very fucking lucky. Like, the ball goes out of bounds after and after some discussion. Mobley sort of leapt after it. Uh, hadn't gotten back in bounds before he touched it. Uh, so D'Lo hits a couple of free throws. Bev gets a block right at the end as well. Game over. Uh, but what a lucky escape for the Wolves. Holy shit. If there's one thing I can sort of just say all for the rest of this season, just don't bet on the Wolves. Either for or against them. You just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Your mate Jimmy might have had them at minus three and a half today and shit himself down the stretch. God damn it. Anyway, they're covered in the end. Hooray. The Cavs. Look, Kevin Love ended up with 26. He goes 5 of 10 from downtown. Go the throw. Jared Allen has 21 and 8. He went 9 of 10 from the floor. Brandon Goodwin, bit of a rocky start. Then went 17 of 12. So he had 17 points, 12 assists. Not a bad game. And Mobley had a couple of blocks, 15, 10, and 4 for him. And Jedi the Jedi Osman went 5 and 9 from downtown as well. So a couple of their bench dudes go, what, 10 of 19, K-Love and Jedi, And uh, it really fired Cleveland up. I just love this fucking team, though. Like, without Garland, without a bunch of their dudes, they fought and fought and fought. It's awesome. Uh, 
21 and 5 for Cheddar. Uh, for the Wolves, 18 and 42 from downtown. Save their bacon as well. D'Lo ends up 4 of 8 from downtown for his 25. Carl Anthony Towns only goes 1 of 4, but what a one big uh, three that he made. 17, 4 and 3 for him. Ant-Man has 17. Jaden McDaniels, though, 5 threes. He was awesome off the bench. 17 uh, points for him. That's a career high five threes. Touring the Red Bull Prince with 15 points, a couple of steals, three steals, in fact. And Pat Bev, 11.6 assist, huge block right at the end to sort of, uh, you know, well, they're already up five, but they saved my uh, my cover. So thanks for that, Pat Bev. Uh, it was just a pretty fucking crazy fun game. He ended up with three blocks, Pat Bev. So good stuff. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland! Now 36 and 25. And in terms of their standings, I mean, if they can weather a couple of these games without Garland, they're not going to slip too far in the East standings. But this is the problem. Without Garland, they're sort of already at that 4-5 spot. Like the Bucks win today. They're tied up in the 4-5 spots. Boston are right there behind them. And uh, Cleveland. Cleveland! Need to steady the ship ASAP. Uh, Minnesota are 33 and 29 now and feeling good. They're in the seventh spot in the West. Indy got smashed by Orlando, 119-103. Mark L. Fultz came back, though, which was nice. Good to see him back out there. And uh, he scored his first bucket, you know, in over a year. Just kind of nice. Uh, this was a tie four game in the first half, and then, boom, the Magic smashed them. And that was it. Like, the Indy, the Indy just, on a back-to-back, just couldn't deal with the size of the Magic. Wendell and Mo Bamba kept up uh, their sort of stellar play of late. And they ran over the top of Indy. It was pretty good. Um, the Pacers, Halliburton had 23-7, and seven, but he had six turnovers. Buddy here went three of six from three for 18. Jalen Smith has been handy since he got from Phoenix. Uh, he had 14-8. He went three of six from downtown. Do you reckon the Suns could use a big man who can shoot? I'm just asking. Uh, but the heroes of last game for the Pacers, where they beat the uh, Celtics, O'Shea Brissett went one of six. Uh, who else was there? Taylor goes for seven. Duarte, seven. Just not enough. Uh, the Magic Man, meanwhile, Wendell! 21 and 12, he's awesome. He's been great lately. The weirdest part of the Magic, I think, all season has been that they've played pretty well. They've got some good dudes. And they're like a classic, oh, fuck, they might have covered like 80% of their games. Uh, like, Fultz looked fine in his comeback. He had 10 points. Franz Wagner, hello, had 15. Suggs had 14. Ice Cold Anthony was ice cold. He had 11 points on 3 or 14 shooting, but it didn't matter. Um... Because they held on. Mo Bamba with 15 and 10 as well. It's just a tricky one. Like, the Magic maybe need that one more dude that ties it all together. You just don't know. Like, maybe Fultz helps a lot. That sort of combo of him and Ice Cole and Suggs. Maybe Suggs takes a bit of a leap. But still weird, isn't it? Anyway, Indy now 21 and 42. And Orlando at 15 and 47. Toronto beat the absolute piss out of uh, Brooklyn. 133-97 in Brooklyn. This was a belting from the get-go. They're up 15 after the first. Scotty Barnes had 24 and 9 with four steals at halftime. Yeezus. But uh, the Nets without KD, Kyrie, Simo. They just look listless. They're getting beat on both ends time and time again. Paddy can't buy a fucking bucket at the moment. Blake's cooked. LaMarcus Aldridge is cooked. It's like, dude, if Bruce Brown is like one of your most important players, you've got problems here, you know? Cam Thomas couldn't hit a shot today. He had 14 points on 4 of 12 shooting. Seth Curry, look, there's only so much he can do. 11-3-3. Uh, 15 for Marcus Aldridge. That's literally it. 22 turnovers for the Nets. They just, ugh, it was gross. Uh, the Raptors, meanwhile, were incredible. 18 of 38 from downtown. Scotty fucking Barnes, 28, 16, 4 assists, 5 steals. He was awesome. Might have just uh, nudged his way into the lead, I reckon, a rookie of the year. 
It's like the opposite. Like Patty Mills after the All Star break just can't buy buckets. <laughs> Scotty Barnes has gone fucking ham. Uh, Siakam though, same thing with him uh, as Patty. Two of fourteen after the All Star break. He's uh, not been looking good. But either way. Malachi Flynn at 18 and 5. Gary! Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. had 12 points. He shot 3 of 10. Uh, 20 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists for uh, Precious Achua, though. It's a bloody good game. The Raps just smashed him. Uh, 32 and 20 now. Uh, sorry, 32 and 30 now from Brooklyn. 20 games left. Got a lot of making up to do, but that's a big win for Toronto because it edges them back up over Brooklyn. 33 and 27 uh, in the 7 8 spots, these two teams in the East. So, good win. Good win for the Raps. Because, uh, I mean, the Raps, I, I mentioned this on yesterday's show, being a bit of struggle. They'd lost four of their last five, had been in struggle town. The good thing is, Patty Mills is literally in struggle town. Brooklyn's struggle town at the moment. Uh, big win. Chicago lost in pretty epic fashion against Miami. 112 99. Wasn't even that close. Top of the table clash in the East. Miami's D came out just like fucking. It's like they had unleashed the dogs. It's like, get them! Ran them off the floor. They're up early, kept them at arm's length in the th- like all the way through the rest of the game. Then bang in the third quarter. They just fucking put the boot in. They're up 23 in the third quarter. They rolled from there. Um, it's like the Heat's D is just so uh, malleable. It feels like it doesn't matter who you're rolling out there. So you've got DeMar DeRozan, you've got Zach Levine, you've got Vooch, etc. for the Bulls. And... Miami just made life hard for each of them, right? Like, across the board. And they just couldn't get anything going. Like, the Heat, meanwhile, just everyone seemed to shake loose for them. Like, Gabe Vincent was awesome. Duncan Robinson hit some threes. Struess, they all contributed. Meanwhile, Bam, Butts, and Hero was rolled. And it's like a game like this where you go, fucking hell, Miami are just terrifying. And, yeah. Because, like, I'd love to see a Chicago-Miami series. But... You see a game like this, and you're like, geez, what what does Chicago do? <laughs> like, ah, uh, I don't know. Maybe you get Caruso back, you get Lonzo back, you get Patch Williams back. Maybe you're right, but yosh, it was pretty brutal. Uh, for the Bulls, DeRozan, his streak of 30-plus point games, bang, gone. 18 points in this one, 7 of 16 shooting. 22 for uh, Adam Zaki Cakes, oh, Zaki Cakes, Adam Levine, there you go. Uh Two of eight from downtown, just tough. Vooch had 14 and seven on seven of 14. Hmm. That's pretty uh, symmetrical. Uh, <laughs> Ayo, Tasumu, 18 and five. He was good. Uh, Kobe. Oh, Kobe, you've got it. Done it, mate. Thanks, bud. Thanks. He was the only bloke to hit a uh, three off the bench, Kobe White, but goes 3-11. Yeah, baby. Uh, 9.6 assists. They shot 7-29 from downtown as a team, the Bulls. Meanwhile, the Heat, unbloody stoppable. Like, just so much shooting on this team. Like, Duncan Robinson, he just has, like, a normal-ish kind of game, and you're like, oh, he goes 3-8 of eight from three. He only has nine points. Doesn't matter. It's just, like, the long line of dudes hitting threes. 4-8 of eight for Gabe Vincent. He had 20 15, 7, and 5 for Bam! Out of bio. 15, 7, and 4 with 4 steals for Butts. That's a part of that defense I was mentioning. And Tyler Hero goes for 20. Uh, only 1 of 3 from downtown. But Struess goes 3 of 7 from 3. And it's just like, doesn't matter who they kind of roll out there. They're going to fucking smash it with a downtown shot. And uh, boom. This is without Big Boudicca Larry as well. So that is a smashing for the Heat. Good job. Uh, Chicago dropped to 39 and 23. Now Miami at 41 and 21 on top of the table in the East. 
Memphis took care of San Antonio. 118-105. Ja Morant's a fucking savage. Yeah, 29 at the half. This game was tight as hell. And then down in the fourth quarter, the Grizzlies just, they rode Ja and just kind of kept them away. It's like just hand on the head. They're sort of swinging, 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 but nothing's landing for the Spurs. And I guess that's kind of like the killer aspect of their game is that they don't really have that one dude. It's like right at the end of the game, they go, fuck it, I'm going to win this for us. Whereas Memphis do, and his name is Ja Morant. Like every time they needed a bucket, he was either there charging, getting offensive rebounds, getting layups, getting sick dunks. Steven Adams throwing balls, fucking the length of the court. Uh, but it was insane. What a performance. What a game. DeJunte had 21-8 and eight for the Spurs. That's eight assists. Teenage Mutant Yaka Pertle also died. Uh, but he had 16, 10, and 4. <laughs> 14 for Dougie McBuckets. Calden Johnson couldn't hit a shot. Calden Johnson, 4 of 15. Yeesh. Ends up with 10 and 8. Lonnie Walker, though, 22 for him. Uh, but this is the problem with Lonnie Walker. He goes 9 of 18. You're like, that's fucking good. 22 points in 25 minutes. 2 of 7 from 3. They're the only two threes that any bench man for the uh, Spurs hit. Zach Collins... Cater Bates Diop, they both missed theirs, and nobody else took one. It's like, all right, cool. How's that working out, Pop? 9 of 32 from downtown. Oosh. Anyway, uh, the Grizz obviously led by Jamarant because he had fucking 52. Unbelievable career high, franchise here high. He demolished the Spurs. He literally just fucked up Teenage Mutant Yucca Pertle and dunked all over him. That was incredible. 22 of 30, he shot. 4 of 4 from downtown, 4 of 7 of the, three th- uh, the free throw line. He was a plus 23 in a game they won by 13. That is insane. Desmond Bain. Oh, Bain! He's only got it done it as well. Woo! Yeah! Desmond Bain with the 311. 8.7 assist. Uh, Triple J, 6 and 5. He was in foul trouble. Stephen Adams, though, stepped up. Oh, yeah, bro. Where are you from, me? Eh? Oh, you're from Tennessee, bro. That's sweet as. Four, uh, four points, 14 rebounds, five assists. It was incredible. Uh, but the Grizz bench was really, really handy. Uh, Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones had 13. DeAnthony Melton had 15. Uh, you had, like, you know, Kyle Slow-Mo Anderson having a 9, 9, and 6 off the bench. Just classic slow-mo. 8 and 4 for Brandon Clark as well. And... Uh, they're just a fucking, just a terrifying team. I love it. This is even before Dylan Brooks comes back. Grizzlies now 43-20. and 20. I told you. What did I tell you? Keeping on them catching the Warriors. Just saying. They're only one game back now. Here we go. Uh, and, of course, the uh, San Antonio Bandera Spurs. They're 24-38. and 38. Uh, Rough one. Rough one. Pop needs like one more win to like tie Don Nelson, and he uh, just can't get it. Charlotte got obliterated by Milwaukee. It's a Algonquin for the good lander. Milwaukee, 130, 106. Bucks started this game by kicking the fuck out of them. They're up 23 at the half, and it didn't get any better. Seriously. They had like a couple of uh, Nets cast-offs. You got DeAndre Bembry and Jevion Carter out there. Uh, But this was just a smashing. Like up 35 in the fourth quarter. The Hornets had zero answers. Just the size of Milwaukee, the speed of them, they just fucked them up. Like, nobody... The entire starting lineup was incredible for the Bucks. They go 18-45 from three. The Hornets couldn't do shit. Uh, this was just the game that you wanted to see out of Milwaukee, like, kind of game in, game out. Uh, the Hornets' defense, though, without really sort of, like, sugarcoating it, it's shit. 
<laughs> so Milwaukee, as long as they clicked a little bit, boom, you get a 24-point win. Lamelo wasn't bad, 22, 4 of 7 from downtown for him, 17 points and 8 assists for Terry Rousey. But it was Miles Bridges, 14 on 14 shots. PJ Hamilton, Washington, he went 3 of 8 on threes, but ends up with 13. Kelly Oubre at 17, 7 and 4, but most of that was garbage time. And very little else. Montrez really stunk. Plumlee just got obliterated by Giannis at one point. Thanasis was getting in there at the end. Uh, but Giannis had 26, 16, and 6 with four blocks and two steals. Jesus. 20 and 10 for fighting Bobby Porter's fighting around the world. Four of seven from deep. Giroux Holiday had 21, 8, and 6. He went five of eight on threes. Middleton with 19. Like, it just it clicked everywhere. Grayson Allen had 11 as well. Went three of six from downtown. That was just an absolute shit pumping by the Bucks. Uh, they're 37 and 25 now. Charlotte, 30 and I believe 32. Uh, wait, the Bucks are. Uh, hang on a second. Was I right there? 36 and 25. Same as Cleveland. And uh, yeah, your Hornets are 30 and 32. They had 44 points in that second quarter and just fucking killed them from there. And uh, lastly, Sacramento rolled over the top of OKC, 131, 110. Uh, valiant effort from the Thunder. But, I mean, no giddy, no thunder, right? They got out-muscled in the second half pretty badly. Uh, Kings dropped 72 on them across the third and fourth quarters, and the thunder just couldn't keep up. Like, Shireta Gilgeson, Alexander was uh, had a bit of a rough time against Davion Mitchell and uh, De'Aaron Fox, but didn't matter. Like, he had 37, 10, and 7. That's 10 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 steals. He shot 12 of 16. It's like they were making him work. It didn't matter. He was still hitting all the shots. He went 3 of 3 from 3. The problem was 3 for free. Uh, Trey Man, Trey Man, 11 points on 12 shots. Poku goes 4 of 12. Vit Krejci goes 4 of 12 as well. It's just nothing there without Giddy, without Dort. Thunder don't have too much of a chance in some of these games now. I did pick them plus 4.5, but uh, Sacramento just uh, made me look like an idiot. Darren Fox are 29, 10, and 4. Barnes are 23. The Suvlaki King of 14, 16, and 7 line with 8 turnovers. It's like a Russell Westbrook tribute, that one. Uh, Trey, not Donovan Mitchell, Lyles had 24. That was huge. Uh, 14 and 4 of 6 from 3 for Don Teddy Vincenzo. And Davion Mitchell had 13 on uh, 6 and 9 shooting. Nice. And the Thunder dropped to 19 and 42. It's uh, pretty good, though, for him, I reckon. Because they've that's still like the fourth worst record in the NBA. So you're laughing with the lottery odds. Meanwhile, Sacramento, 23 and 40. Got a lot of work to do to get up into that playing game. I'm just saying Sacramento. Anyway, let's do an NBA Australia pre-performance of the night. This one's pretty easy. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Jar Morant. <laughs> There's not even anyone else who comes close. 52 points, a career high, a franchise high. Did it all. And as I said in the game wrap, like, just came from out of fucking nowhere tore him apart late, won the game, hit that insane falling out of bounds halftime buzzer beater off an incredible pass from Stephen Adams, full court. But the detonating on Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertl, the fact that he shot 22 of 30 and 4 of 4 from downtown was absolutely crazy. Just the contortion that he's got around the rim and anytime he sort of like has a defender in front of him and he sort of just goes, oh, I'm going to skip around this guy, lay it in off the glass or like just over the rim, and it's like the exact opposite of what Russell Westbrook's doing now, right, for the Lakers. Whereas this is similar to what Rusty used to do. Whereas he'd get to the room and he'd have a really good touch. It just sort of seems like without that hint of bounce now that he's that little bit older, Rusty can't quite get the uh, oomph he needs and the touch on the ball. Whereas Jar's doing it. 
It's incredible. The craziest part was Memphis, like, they were the only fucking team out there without a 50-point game until now. So Jamaranch is out here making history, dropping bombs, killing, killing Yaka Pertle. Like, that's a war crime. <laughs> I mean, the dude's Austrian. He's not, like, Ukrainian or anything, but Jesus. It's like Putin would be just going, fucking hell, mate, that's a bit rough. Anyway, uh, spot of the night. Spud, 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 of the night. Montrez Harold in his new digs. The thing is, he's been okay for the Hornets since the trade deadline. Goes one of eight today. Just got eaten alive by the Bucks. Uh, but there's two, I've already mentioned them. They were playing against each other today, and they've had an absolutely brutal run uh, since the All-Star break. And it's Pascal Sikkim-Siakam and Patty Mills. Patty Thrills! Never before, I think, has, have we had a Patty Thrills double appearance on the uh, spot of the night. But uh, this has been a rough one for uh, Patty. Like, so Siakam... Last couple of games, he's gone 3 of 13, 6 of 16, 2 of 14 after an insanely, insanely good February, right, where he was lighting it up and then just a couple of, uh, you know, pretty rough games after the All-Star break. Paddy Mills, like, same vibes. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. But, I mean, All-Star break, he has one point against Boston, one point against Milwaukee, and now three points against Toronto. Shot one of eight today. At least he hit a shot. Against Boston, Milwaukee went over. He was 0 of 12 heading into today. Ends up hitting a shot. Goes 1 of 8, 1 of 6 from 3. And it's just brutal. So I don't know what Patty and uh, Siakam got up to over the All-Star break, but it uh, hasn't done their shooting any favors. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Who's old mate, no mates? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Uh, I mean, James Harden. Uh, not only does all of Brooklyn hate him now, because they're like, hang on a second, did he just get skinny? Hang on a second, is he now trying? What the fuck, man? And, uh, oh, I don't want to publicly ask for a trade. I'll just play like shit for a couple of weeks and annoy all my teammates so they want to get rid of me. What a fucking dog move by Harden. But the craziest part is Danny Green yesterday, uh, it popped up on the old timeline after the game where it's like the footage of him not wanting to inbound the ball to uh, James Harden. So uh, I don't know. Just keep an eye on that one. (laughs) Danny Green's like, man, fuck this guy. Uh, Who got pants today? Well, this one's easy. I mean, if you want me to say Ja Morant absolutely dumping one on Jakob Pertl's head, uh, how about you to Wantanabe on uh, Kessler Edwards? That was fucking bang right in the face. Uh, DeJunte Murray started that. I reckon this is the reason that Ja Morant had 52 today. DeJunte Murray started that game between the Spurs and Grizzlies by stealing the ball from Ja, scoring, and then Ja goes back up the other end and DeJunte blocked him from behind. Ja Morant may have basically just been sitting there and I then took that personally. <laughs> Because then he fucking kills the fucking old mate Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertle, the poor Austrian, and then fucking throws in the insane halftime buzzer beater. Like, it's insane. But Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertle is now on a poster for all time. That was just one of the great in-game dunks you'll see. Probably one of the, you know, top contenders for dunk of the year. And, yeah, I think that's definitely a pantsing. Like, Jakob, I'm sorry, mate, but... 
Yeah, you might have to go back to Austria after that one because uh, they have to bury your body. That's a pansom. Uh, who was better than Lonzo Ball, though? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. I mean, oh, just soon we had a good one, 18-5. Uh, but Scotty Barnes, obviously, better than Lonzo Ball today. 28 points. 16 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 steals, and a block shoots. 12 of 14 from the floor. What a game. Like I mentioned this earlier, like he's probably just put his nose in front for Rookie of the Year. Uh, especially with the struggles of Cleveland, uh, obviously. Cleveland! Without Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. But Scotty has just sort of turned a nice little corner after All-Star. 28-16, He's the fifth rookie to have a 25-point, 15-rebound, and 5-steal game. Uh, the joining Shaq in 93, Ron Harper in 87, Ron Lee in 77, and John Drew in 74. It's a pretty short list. <laughs> Holy shit. So, Scotty Barnes, 28, 16, 4, and 5 on 12 or 14 shooting with a block. Today, better than Lonzo Ball. I see some Yenars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 All right, let's do some Yenars. They're brought to you by the DailyLiquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, a bit warm still, day that much, it's party time still too. So go to the DailyLiquor.com. Don't get the Omicron by going to uh, the Bottolo. Bring the Bottolo to you with the DailyLiquor.com. Check out all the beers, wines, cocktails they've got there. Boom, they'll deliver it to your door. Rona free. Ripper booze specials everywhere. Their party packs are great. So remember, this is for the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery if you order before noon, so smash the dailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code STRAYER, and you get a free sixer of the Dos Blocos XPA. One of the great drinking beers. Love it. Right, let's do some ENRs where we take some NBA storylines, decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Number one, does DJ Augustine actually end up closing games ahead of Rusty Westbrook, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. Yeah. 100% this is going to happen, and it's going to be hilarious. Because... Vogel's going to look down his bench go, who do I fucking trust to not screw this up? In you get, DJ. And Russell's like, but I'm right here, coach. He's like, yeah. And that's where you're fucking staying, Rusty. Russell's going to be pissed. There's going to be some weird drama in the offseason. I don't know. My hope, though, is still that Rusty turns this around and has like a great last third of the season like he's done, as I've mentioned before, in Washington, in Houston. It'd be kind of fun. And DJ Augustine will probably actually just sort of help them just for the simple fact that they've got like another adult on the floor at times. So, But DJ's a bit washed. Uh, it's not like four years ago, DJ. Um, still, nice to have like a sensible head out there. So look, he'll help, actually. Wendy and Gabriel, probably not so much. But DJ, just sneaky, like not a bad pickup. I reckon for the Lakers. I am Matty S at NBA Australia. Yeah, nah, Embiid has a season-ending injury in the next two weeks running pick and rolls with Harden. He's catching lobs and jumping too much on offense. Yeah, nah. (laughs) Ah, that's putting the moxie on him. Um, Nah, look, hopefully Embiid's fine. Because 
you know me, I want to see everybody healthy at all times. So we get like the full strength squads going hammer and tongs in the playoffs. Like all I want for Christmas this year is a Simmons Embiid reunion in the playoffs. Let's get a Nets Sixers playoff series. That's all I want. And I want Embiid and I want Harden going up against KD, Kyrie and Simo. That'd be awesome. But yeah, Embiid looking so like fresh and just like absolutely fucking smashing through the lane. You're like, oh God, Joel. Maybe just uh, pull it back and have a couple of threes. What do you reckon? Uh, interesting one here. Nick K. So my best mate, Nick K. You heard him at the start of the show. Um, good to see him absolutely smash in a triple-double last night in a crazy fashion. Triple-double in only, what, 25 minutes or something. Uh, Connor Noon asked, yeah, now nah, the most fundamentally sound triple-double of all time. It was wildly fundamentally sound, but Nick also had a dunk, which is, uh, look, it's probably the uh, best way to get two points, putting the ball directly into the hole. Uh, <laughs> so it was pretty fundamentally sound. I really enjoy Like, I think I tweeted this out last night. I just fucking love watching um, the boom is pretty much, doesn't matter if it's the first run squad, uh, the NBL dudes, dudes from around the uh, around the world, whatever. I just fucking love their hustle. love their coaching. Love the way they play. And uh, it's just such a, such a weird mishmash sometimes of, like, different play styles and different players. But... Nick Kay, just very clearly out there, having learned at the feet of Jingling Joe Ingles and Patty Thrills. Just what a fucking captain. What a legend. And that was a really fundamentally sound triple-double of all time. Like, the only way you get a probably more fundamentally sound triple-doubles is if it's Tim Duncan, literally the big fundamental. Uh, last one here, Charles Oakley. Now, this one popped off over the weekend. I was going to talk about it yesterday. just, you know, had a bit of a long show. So Charles Oakley on the weekend, he's talking blah, blah, blah. Giannis would have come off the bench in the 80s and 90s because defenders would have forced him to take jumpers and his head would have been knocked off if he tried a Euro. I don't know about you. Is that the case, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, no. Of fucking course not. Giannis is a top 75 player of all time already. He's a two-time MVP. If you gave Charles Oakley a chair, he couldn't stop Giannis in his fucking prime. Like the like Chris, the fact I hate this old heads denigrating current day players, and I think it's one of the biggest problems. For as good as inside the NBA is, and for as uh, non coddling as Shaq, Charles, and Kenny are, it does feel like they don't really actually enjoy basketball, and they are very very quick to shit on folks. But they're also you know, it does fire up dudes like Embiid, etc. But someone like Oakley, who averaged 9, 9, and 5 in his entire fucking career, telling a two-time MVP to be a fucking bench player, get the fuck out of here. Like, Charles Oakley was basically a... Charles Oakley wouldn't make the NBA now. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, it's hilarious. So I hate this sort of shit. Like, Giannis would have been a fucking all-timer back then, same as he is today. Like, it's absolutely fucking stupid otherwise. So speaking of which, that kind of leads into the unpopular opinion of the day. Do we have to do this? Like, can't we just fucking go, Giannis is incredible. Oh, but like Oakley's point was like, oh, he doesn't have that much of a jump shot. He's got enough of a jump shot. Like fucking Charles Oakley played with Chris Dudley. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, Giannis would have been absolutely fucking devastating in the 80s and 90s. He would have been an absolute fucking freak in nature. And would have just dominated just as much as he is basically now. It doesn't matter that he's jump shot. It, 
Look at the fucking size of the guy. He would have dominated in the paint, just like Ewing, Robinson, Hakeem, and everybody. And it wouldn't have fucking mattered who you threw at him. Oh, we would have taken his head off of the Euro. It's like, yeah, and he would have fucking put a shoulder into your chin, you idiot. I love Charles Oakley. I love what he represents. I loved him on the Knicks, on the Bulls, on the Raptors. But fuck out of here with this old fucking grizzled... Ah, uh, oh, they're not as good as it in my day. Fuck off. They're way better. Absolutely way better. More skilled, more athletic, everything. That's probably an unpopular opinion. Don't give a fuck. That's how it is. All right, what about Outback Takehouse for today? Whoa. It's Tuesday. At Outback, you know what that means. Oh, I'm on seek.com.au trying to get a whole new kitchen staff. Because that's right. Today's special has gone through and ripped up everybody in the kitchen. And they're all going to be uh, hanging out in the hospital for the next couple of weeks. Because it's worth it, though. Cassowary casseroles, fucking delicious. It is the most deadly bird there is out there. And so fucking delicious because of that. Oh, yeah. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill Take is... Jar Morant should just win the fucking MVP because there's literally no one more fun to watch in the NBA right now. MVP should also be the MEP, most entertaining player, only at Outback. To be honest, this run by Jar, and I might have even underplayed it, I think, on Friday's show when I was talking about the seven things to keep an eye on for the rest of the season. Like, if the Grizzlies do jump the Warriors for number two and even give the Suns a bit of a shake at the top, Jar is firmly fucking there in the top five of the MVP discussion with Joker Embiid, Giannis, Steph, Luca, LeBron, etc. Like, Jarby right up in Tamar. Like, Jarby right up there in the guts of it. So I fucking love it. Absolutely love it. All right, uh, quick break, and then we'll be back with the stream. Player Watch right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Alright, Australian player watch real quick one today. Paddy Thrills in, ter- in that game against Toronto played 20 minutes. As mentioned, three points. He shot one of eight, one of six from three. Did have three assists though, one rebound and a turnover. But the three-point comp has just ruined his fucking <laughs> comeback, right? One, one, and three in the last three games. That is uh, not ideal. And the only other Aussie he got out there today was Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale. Uh, in that loss to Memphis for the Spurs, he got one minute of action right at the end. Uh, zeros across the board. Uh... And obviously, Josh Giddy's still out with his hip injury. We knew that from yesterday from Coach Mark Dagono, so hopefully he's back soon. I'll give you an update where we can. How about a Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award, though? He threw it down! Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot, light him up award. I mean, not to go too hard on the Jar Moran train, but here we are. <laughs> 22 or 30 is no fucking round today. But, I mean, he had 52. 52 is always a massive one. Shooters do shoot, and they shoot their shot, and they light them up. That's exactly what he did. So, he's just had 98 points in his last two games. He has shot 37 of 58 in that span and gone 7 of 8 from downtown. That is shooters shooting and shooting their fucking shot. 46 against Chicago on the weekend. 52 today. Absolutely unstoppable. 
The craziest part is, so he had 20, he had that horrible shooting night against Minnesota, he went 7-25. Before that, though, he had 44-11 and 11 against Portland, 26 against Charlotte, 23 against the Pistons. Like, he's absolutely loading it up. It's incredible. 52, 46, 20, and 44, and 26. He is absolutely fucking unreal. And definitely, I mean, absolutely. Well, last four games, that means he's averaging 41, 6, and 5. Shooting 53% from the floor, 53% from the floor and 44% from the three-point line. Like, get the fuck out of here. That's insane. Ja Morant, that is a shooter shooting and shooting his shot. I fucking love his touch around the bucket. It's incredible. As long as he keeps up the three-pointers, we'll, uh, we'll be all good. Right, the Paddy Bills Game Day Buller Game Day Twitter check-in. This is a uh, Jingling Joe Ingles Instagram Twitter uh, Instagram check-in. Uh, 2022 can uh, fuck off, basically. Wish I could have been around more recently and spent more time with you. I've loved our emails back and forth. You'll be dearly missed. Give Gramps a hug and have a dance. Love you, Gram. R.I.P., you beautiful lady. Prayer hands emoji. Ah, it sucks. Poor Jingles loses his grandma. It's always going to be tough. Always going to be tough. So, um, Other check-in. Absolutely love uh, that the Japanese uh, Basketball League, B-League official, uh, had Nick Cave. Uh, high-fiving, you know, big handshakes, one of his teammates. It's always a bit beautiful. So enjoy that. Fuck yeah. Give me some more Nick Cave highlights on the Paddy Mills game table. Give him the Twitter check-in. All right, what about a game preview and pick for all the games tomorrow? Let's do that. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. That's a problem, Jimmy. How are you feeling today? Uh, a few more fucking painkillers. I'm feeling all right. We'll see how we go when we get the results of our CT scan, eh? Uh, but either way, doing all right today. Uh, we went four of seven on the picks today. Uh, weirdly enough, though, I think that was... I went against my own tip yesterday with Chicago. I picked Miami today. With actual money, so that was good. But uh, had <laughs> Chicago in my picks yesterday, so that's a bit of a tough one. So we missed on Charlotte, OKC, and Chicago uh, from yesterday's picks. Today. So four of seven leaves us at 521 of 900 picks for the season. I'm just saying, that's bloody good. Uh, tomorrow, we've only got six games, you little beauty. Detroit at Washington. A bit of a sneaky one for Washington. They're four and a half point favorites. Favorites. It's like how the squid play says uh, sausage, sausage. Um, Detroit at Washington, four and a half point favorites are the Wizards, Rui, and Coos, and uh, Denny. I think they might just have enough. Detroit were really good the other day. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they got a win yesterday. But I'll take the Wiz here, I think. I think at home against Detroit, they should take care of business and win by, you know, at least a. At least a handful. So give me Washington minus four and a half. Atlanta go to Boston. This is a great game. Trey Young versus Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It's going to be on for young and old. I'm going to take the Hawks here plus six and a half. I think Boston, look, they've been very, very handy of late, obviously. But the Hawks are just a bit sneaky, finding a bit of a groove. I think... Boston, the exact team that Atlanta have a lot of problems with. I think they'll make this close, though. I think Boston might win this, but Atlanta covered the six and a half, so I'll take the six and a half. Uh, Brooklyn, they go to Toronto on a back-to-back here. This is going to be a bit of a tricky one. Uh, I don't think there was a line for that yet, so just let me check. Uh, Boston, no, no, no. Brooklyn, Toronto. I'm just going to take Toronto head-to-head in a back-to-back. I think they should be fine. Uh, Clippers, they go to Houston. They're six and a half point favorites in Houston. It's always very, very, very difficult to uh, trust the Clippers to cover a line like six and a half. 
But I just think Houston are a bit of a rabble at the moment. So give me the Clippers minus six and a half. Golden State going to Minnesota. Minnesota on a back-to-back, having just played today. Uh, pulled one out of their ass, as mentioned. Golden State coming in, fired up. Golden State are one and a half point underdogs. Pretty cool. I'm going to take the Warriors. Uh, they're going to light them up. You know that Wigo is going to go hammer and tongs. He always does against Minnesota. So I'm taking the Warriors in a heartbeat. And then the last game of tomorrow is the Dallas Mavericks going to the Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles, California. And the Mavericks are four and a half point favorites on the road in LA against LeBron. And I'm going to take them <laughs> because, I mean, LeBron is very clearly stat chasing now. Got to keep up that pressure on the Kareem point total. Uh, but Dallas probably have a few too many weapons for this Lakers team at the moment. And in terms of like, what, Rusty and LeBron, I think Dallas is just going to be too good. So I'm going to take Dallas minus four and a half. And there you go. How good is that going to be? Bloody good. Some really crackers in there too. Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Lakers. Minnesota Warriors, yeah. Anyway, we'll wrap all those up for you too tomorrow. That'll be good. In the meantime, stay on uh, you know Twitter, Facebook, IG within NBA Australia. We're always all, all over the socials. You know that. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Good Super Bowl wrap. We've got our uh, free agency and draft stuff coming up as well. World Wrestling Australia with Adam over on YouTube. Go check that out. Check out FWCIE on Twitter as well for uh, all of his other stuff. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Uh, check us a rating and review on your podcast app as well. Go on. It really helps out. I mean, how else am I meant to compete with fucking Andrew Bogut? <laughs> Help us out, bro. Manscaped.com. Use the code Strayer there. Get 20% off of free shipping at Manscaped.com. TheDailyLicker.com. Use the code Strayer as well. Get a free sixer. So you can have a six-pack of beers, look after your junk, and you can get smart with Noble. So download the Noble app, bang in the code Strayer. Get 20% off there as well. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. And also, big thanks always go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music. However you stay up to date with your uh, tunes, listen to your tunes, do so. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we'll close out today's show with a really quick deli review of Reacher. That's right. Reacher. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later on. It's old mate Deli over here just swinging back by to do another pop culture review because my little mate Josh Giddy's got a fucked hip, eh? So just thought I'd fucking swing by and fill in for him because like me and the miss, eh? Look, I'll tell you what, one of the best things about coming back from the NBA to come back to the NBL is that it's a bit more relaxed, a bit more time with the family, a bit more time with the missus, you know, we're not travelling all the time and shit. A bit of rain has gone and fuck that as well as, you know, it's how it goes. I'm not worried about the rain though, I've got a... Fucking couple of slabs out in the back, so she's right. Either way, uh, so this work, the missus is like, you need to sit down, shut the fuck up. We're going to watch this telly show that I want to watch. And I'm like, oh, fucking, all right. What's this one going to be? RuPaul's Drag Race or some shit? And she's like, nah, dickhead, shut up. It's called Reacher. I'm like, fucking Reacher out. Watch out. Oh, here we go. No, Reacher. 
turns out it's like that fucking Tom Cruise movie, but with some other bloke being Tom Cruise. And I'm like, fucking sick. This dude's jacked. Look at him. Look at that fucking prick creaky dunked all over me. Anyway, uh, so we sat there. We fucking binged all this. Like, you know, we got the squid, whatever. Covered a couple of nights. Knocked it all over. And I'm going to tell you, it was fucking amazing. What a fucking tele show. It's got everything. I was hooked at like after the first episode. And I'm like, we've got to fucking keep watching. And Mrs. I was like, nah, I've got to go to bed. I'm like, fuck no, we're watching. So we watched her, watched her, watched punched all the way through it. What a mystery. What a setup. It's got a bit of action, a bit of violence, a bit of like, I don't know, Sherlock Holmes y detecting and shit. And Roach is fucking jacked and it's sick. So I'm going to give Roach about 24 out of 10 Dally Ones. Uh, limited edition ones as well. Oh, it's fucking awesome. One of the best telly shows I've watched all year. So, don't fuck around. If you've got the Amazons, go and watch fucking Rachel, you dickhead. What are you doing? It's fucking awesome. All right, so that's it for me for this week. I might pop back next week, see how my little bloke Josh is going, you know. Hopefully he's over his hip injury or whatever, but, you know, I've got plenty of time here in the NBA. It's pretty fucking sick. All right, later fuckos, Deli out. <laughs>